0: things we dig oh yes it's things we dig and you might too
1: hello my friends welcome to another episode of things we dig on today's episode
2: hello oh forgive me i must look like a yeti
1: the
0: soundtrack to Aladdin is just childhood dreams right there, man. And the man is back,
3: Jack. And you'll have a family in your heart forever. How about them apples?
0: Hey, 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 what's up? This is the Things We Dig podcast.
1: Welcome. My name is Alex. Hey there, friends. It's Chris Fig. ready to dig. Hey, it's the other Chris. How's it going?
2: As always, this is Steve. Hey, guys,
3: it's Dave.
4: All
0: right. Well, welcome, everybody, to the uh, 31st episode of the Things We Dig podcast. We're going to start off tonight's podcast by talking about digging up some dirt, passing the dough shoveled over to Chris, man. What dirt we digging up, bro?
4: Hey, I am stealing David's shovel and his segment. And today I got some dirt. I want to talk about some. We've alluded to NFTs and cryptos on here a little bit and how it confuses us. But I got a new one for you all read an article today about how the highest piece of digital land just sold for two and a half million dollars and uh it's just space in a digital world like almost like a video game to my understanding you can advertise in it and do all sorts of stuff like that but it's blowing up and selling like real world real estate and i've heard yeah. people talk about it in the past and thought it was kind of a joke and now people are getting rich off it and I just, I really don't understand what's going on lately. I was wondering uh, if you guys have heard of this or what's your thoughts on it. The metaverse and Decentraland. (laughs) What land did, did, uh, was bought for that much money. Do you know? Um, it was in this like Pokemon crypto game, I want to say called Alistair or something. I'm really butchering it. People look it up, but there's that one. And then there's Decentraland, which is like a digital world where you can build buildings and like I said, I mean, I, I get confused the deeper I dive into it, but it yeah, yeah. just seems Bro, crazy. Uh,
1: Our fans out there will look it up for us and clear up the the air. So I'm wondering, I mean, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with the uh, Nintendo game Animal Crossing, but I'm wondering, is it similar to that? Like you buy a lot of digital land and you can just mine and create whatever you want, have people come visit or kind of curious, like what's the purpose of this land.
4: Yeah, I know like one of the applications people were talking about in the article I read was like um, NFT galleries or digital art shows, digital fashion shows, advertising. But then yeah, that's the part where I don't get like, is it a game you're in that you see these things? Is it just a well, page? I don't, I'm lost. I think, sorry if I'm interrupting, but from my
0: knowledge, it's like digital. So if you brought up the metaverse earlier, is that potentially the idea is yes, there will be this digital, I'm almost thinking Ready Player One status, but this virtual digital world that you will be able to do. And people are almost jumping ahead and putting shit out there before it's actually happened, which is crazy. They're like selling stuff before it's actually even real. Because I just saw on OpenSea, which is an NFT marketplace, they, that that tallest tower in uh, Dubai, I believe. What's that called? Does anybody know? Burj Khalifa. Yeah, they are selling condos or apartments digitally you can buy a loft or a flat in on floor 25 flat C and i think it's fucking crazy
2: that is that is pretty cool if you guys remember the uh uh for playstation they used to have this something called like playstation home and it was pretty much like ready player one you can enter this digital world with other people from around the world and you can interact with them you can go to like the bar from uncharted you can go to like the the police station from resident evil and interact so with okay. people and i think it's something kind of similar to that
0: damn well I that's mean, the it, case that sounds really fucking cool <laughs> it's uh sounds like the oasis y'all from right yeah
4: you, uh, you ready Player it, one. alex
1: yeah ready yeah. player one
4: all right so just for a brief synopsis, of what it is after googling it. Decentraland is a software running on Ethereum that seeks to incentivize a global network of users to operate a shared virtual world. You can buy, sell digital real estate while exploring, interacting, and playing games in this virtual
1: world. So it sounds just like the fucking Oasis, man. Yeah. Correct. That sounds good. Yeah. Cool. I'm just curious, how long do you think it's gonna be until there's just like rooms or islands that are for like like orgies, like sex orgy? oh probably a couple weeks ago dude they're they're on that (laughs) market you know (laughs) it already happened yeah
4: as soon as a new technology is pioneered the first thing people are like all right how are we gonna fuck on this (laughs) but i think you hit the nail on the head alex (laughs) that it and and steve too that it's gonna be like corporations (laughs) buying it and showing stuff off and Mm-hmm. Things like that that you can like digitally go and see, go into a world and be like, oh, I just want to go into Xbox Land or fucking Microsoft mm-hmm. World, and or, that's where crypto and NFTs would honestly only mean things because right that's now it's like what you would use there to buy things because we're yeah. world banks and stuff would work. It seems crazy, but yeah, like almost it is the first stages of what would be a, a Ready Player One world or a virtual reality, The Matrix. It's
0: terrifying, but really fucking cool at the same time.
3: Yeah, I think that shit's crazy, man. Honestly, it's hard to wrap my head around it all. But we'll see when it gets here, I guess. I I don't know if it's going to be like some huge thing that everyone buys into or if it'll just be something we're like, eh, that wasn't as cool as what they made Mm -hmm. it out to be, you know? But it'll be cool to see what happens.
0: Yeah, like imagine, I mean, like Ready Player One, the whole premise was this dope creator made this world for the people. And the whole time, the villain was the corporations trying to get their greedy little fingers in there so they could take over and charge everybody. But unfortunately, it feels like the real world. There is no cool wizard guy. The
1: corporations are already here, AKA Facebook. Is uh, Mark Zuckerberg not the cool wizard guy? <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's like, the he's punk. a wizard person, man. There's a difference. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I'm just the a cool android guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping in this uh, digital world, there's not a Starbucks on every fucking corner like there is in the real world. <laughs> oh, dude! Every everywhere you turn, there's gonna be one. It's <laughs> like a Star Wars planet. I mean,
0: Star Wars Starbucks planet.
4: Oh, there could be a Star Wars planet. on
0: Star every Wars corner. planet it would cool. be dope. Yeah, we. Could, it, yeah,
1: it would be cool to be able to go into the cantina, man. Mos Eisley, have a drink with the alien bros. You know, Good K- Kashik. Yeah, so. you gotta buy it. Buy buy the NFT and... uh,
4: Some woolly wookie woman, you know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Some woolly wookie sex fig, huh? (laughs) Um, Sorry to our fans out there if uh, that was offensive, but you better be laughing at the same
4: time. We support all forms of love, even (laughs) interplanetary.
1: Very uh, interesting talk on, uh, what was it, uh, virtual land? But uh, I'm going to pass the shovel on over to my main guy, AB. What do you got for us this week, man? All right, gents, this is The Best Pod, episode 31. We're doing it in honor
0: of my main man, Robbie Williams, a.k.a. Robin Williams, a.k.a. Jeannie, and so many more people. Born in 1951 in Chicago. He got a lot of his humor from his mom, he said, and uh, that helped shape his path, as he also did drama in high school, if you didn't know that. Um, His first little appearance was with The Richard Pryor Show, and he also hopped on as Mork in Happy Days. And that actually led to Mork and Mindy, which was a huge breakout show. Good Morning Vietnam, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Genie. Of course, I already said that, and so much more. We're all going to jump into it. So I'm going to hand the shovel off to uh, Figgy first and say what got you to love him so much.
1: I would say I remember the first time ever, like really being infatuated with one of his characters was him playing uh, Peter from the movie Hook. Man, hell oh, yeah! How about you, Chris? Uh, Hook was definitely
4: one of my first ones too. But the thing that stands out to into my mind is my brother would always be watching Jumanji on VHS at mm-hmm. home when we were little kids. Steve, what about you, my man?
2: Uh, let's see. I'm going to probably say Aladdin is probably one of the first interactions that I can recall. Maybe one of the first movies I saw in theaters as well. But uh, Genie, of course, he's just an insanely fun character. But Robin Williams has that, that voice, just like that heartwarming voice. Uh, and, you know, if you see him in person, he's got that heartwarming smile as well but uh you to oh, yeah. really connect with the guy
0: hell yeah i agree that's awesome i love aladdin my man db
3: those were all very good choices guys like you i have a lot of really early memories with a lot of those movies but i'm gonna throw out the one we kind of have left out which would be mrs doubtfire <laughs> i remember just watching that movie a ton of times it was a movie that was at my grandma's i feel like that whenever we'd be over there we'd always like pop it in She had like a few VHS videos. Mrs. Doubtfire was one that got played a lot. But um, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire, Aladdin, all the classics, man, especially that early 90s block. I'm sure like a lot of you guys just for our age. Oh, man, for sure.
0: That's awesome. Mrs. Doubtfire, for sure. I'll uh, jump in just to be different. I was going to say Aladdin was amazing. But as I was listening to you guys, I found out that another great animated movie he made came out the same year as Aladdin came out. And that was fucking Ferngully, y'all. I love that movie. And Isn't and Aladdin, Daddy? both of them came out the same year. So we all
4: we all basically probably saw them both that year. Dude, Ferngully is an awesome, awesome, awesome movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't talk about it enough when they talk about dope movies from the past. I mean,
0: his animated movies seem to be kind of really what introduced me to him.
3: Like I remember those movies and stuff growing up, but even how you mentioned in the introduction, just like Happy Days, Mork and Mindy, just things like that too, man. They I never was like really watching it per se, Mm -hmm. but I was. I feel like I was familiar with that even as a young kid, like his earlier stuff.
0: Our parents had mentioned, probably talked about it and stuff like that. I'm sure all our parents would know. All right, just a continuation with Robin Williams going back to you, Fig. Maybe. Uh, is there any Robin Williams movie you revisited or something that you recently saw for the first time?
1: Yeah, man, for this pod, uh, I've always wanted to watch this movie and just never got around to it for some reason. But knowing we were doing this pod, I wanted to watch Good Morning Vietnam because I know that was to me. You guys had mentioned Dave, Mark, and Mindy, just things you knew about Robin Williams growing up. Maybe you didn't necessarily watch and good morning. Vietnam was one of those for me. I'm like, Oh, I I know he's in that movie and I know it was one of his roles that really one of his roles that really made him popular, you know? So I was like, you know what? Let me give this movie, you know, a watch. And I think being the age I am, I would appreciate it more than maybe watching it when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. But that movie is fantastic, man. He is so great in that movie I mean, you get the classic Robin Williams. He's a DJ for the Army during the Vietnam War. They're stationed out in Vietnam. and he's just this really energetic, kind of kind of just ball of fire in this movie. You know, everything you expect from Robin Williams and this movie came out in 1987. So nice. he might not have even been born yet when this movie came out, but just fantastic movie. Um, have you guys, any of you guys seen Good Morning,
2: Vietnam? I have seen the movie. I don't remember it too well now. I uh, probably watched about last time, probably maybe 10 years ago. Uh-huh. But uh, I remember it was an excellent movie. A little sad also maybe in the end, right?
1: He plays those comedic roles really well, but he also can tug on the heartstrings a little bit too. So, yeah, there's aspects of the movie. Obviously, it's during... The Vietnam War. So some shit goes down where he really can show his acting chops, too, of being a serious actor. Yeah, I mean, great movie. Um, I would highly recommend if you guys haven't seen it, watch it. Viewers out there, if you guys haven't seen it, take a look at it. So, yeah, I'll pass the shovel back on to you, AB. Yeah, where did you where did you watch it? Did you rent it? I watched it on IMDb, man, for free. So. Oh, cool. It had some ads in it, which got kind of annoying, but, you know, it wasn't bad. No, that's I didn't know you can watch movies
0: on IMDb. I didn't know. Thank you. Um, Well, I'll just keep it going, Chris. If you could think
4: any movie recently you saw or revisited with Robbie Williams, I did recently rewatch one, uh, Jumanji, which I talked about, but also Goodwill Hunting, which is, I mean, shit, one of the all-time greatest movies. I feel like, man, just so well written, and his part in it is is so great, and he acts it so well. It's definitely one of. He has the comedy in it, but it's one of his. Serious roles that I feel like he just knocked out of the park.
1: Yeah, I mean he won a uh, Best Supporting Actor for that role. Damn, mm-hmm. Oscar. Yeah, because yeah, I mean he started out
0: comedic, probably. Well, I mean he's probably he's well rounded in general. But
1: yeah, I think he started off doing like stand up in like bars and that scene. Um, that little biography that I was watching, he was really good friends with Christopher Reeves too. Like they uh-huh. were. He was trying to be a serious actor. I think he, I believe he went to Juilliard. But comedy was just too much up his alley, so that's the route he went. He was a wild child. How about uh, DB? Sorry, what, do you, dude. Uh, what what what? Robbie Williams movie
0: did you revisit? I know you've seen a lot.
3: To be honest with you, the last movie that I revisited of Robin Williams was the movie Jack. I had watched that as a child. Um, And it had been a minute since I watched it. I remember the movie was sad. And I remember there was a lot of almost like uh, weird moments, obviously, just because he was a fucking child and people thought he was an adult. So like when his friend's mom took him out and stuff, dude, and wanted to bang him. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But she did. Yeah, yeah, she totally (laughs) And it it happened. It happened. But um, no, just a great movie, dude, all around. Uh, In the end, you know, when he's given his... uh, little commencement or his speech at his fucking grad high school graduation he just looks like an old man i remember as a yeah. kid when i watched that scene just like my mind being blown by it dude Did i
0: had <laughs> a convertible a- or something
3: <laughs> yeah he like yeah. slowly is getting <laughs> up old oh. geriatric ass getting an 18 year old but um great ass movie man jack um Other than that, it had been a while. I really wanted to revisit Bicentennial Man, but I didn't get around. I didn't have the time to strip Mm -hmm. that one in as well. But I did squeeze in Jack, which I'm glad I did.
1: Jack's one of those movies. I I recently just rewatched that. I mean, not too, too recently, but I was reading on, you know, Robin Williams movies. And I guess that's one that kind of got trashed by critics, man. I don't know why, because I think it's a great movie, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. Robin Williams, you know, being... Classic Robin Williams in there. Playing a little kid really well, I thought, too. And, you know, maybe some of those things you said, Dave, of, you know, the teacher and sort of like those weird moments. Maybe the critics were just being a little bit too harsh with it. But I thought it was an overall just pretty heartwarming family movie. Mm -hmm. Funny, too, man. Really funny. And you guys revisited it. But guess what
0: it got on Rotten Tomatoes? What? 17%.
2: (laughs) 17? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they dumped on him. I don't sure feel Hook like it's got, that bad. I'm pretty sure Hook got panned by critics as well. Really? Fuck. And that's that. another one
1: I don't understand why no it got panned so hard, man. Dude, that's a fifth
3: that's twenty-nine percent on rotten. Sounds like it was a Robin Williams witch hunt to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jesus.
0: Um, Steven, what about you, man? Anything new uh, or a first
2: timer? Well, not first time for me, but I'm trying to get my girlfriend to uh to watch you pretty much introduced her to Robin Williams um so we just recently watched Mrs. Doubtfire we watched Jumanji not too long ago and we watched Hook um and those I'm telling you all those movies still hold up especially Mrs. Doubtfire um yeah. maybe maybe it wouldn't be made today with you know like the the situation guy playing a a girl and so on but uh, <laughs> and some of the jokes but as far as just the movie, man, it's, it's just uh, super touching and uh go through all the emotions. Uh, but for myself, uh, last week when we did the Nolan pod, I watched Insomnia. Mm-hmm. I revisited Insomnia. Mm-hmm. And that's a movie I feel we don't really talk about for Robin Williams.
0: And you said the Christopher Nolan
1: film?
2: Yeah.
0: Damn, we totally, Christopher Nolan. We totally forgot about that one. Shit. Yeah, that's a crazy-ass movie, man. Uh, Al Pacino's in it, right? Yeah, it's pretty dark. Dude, movie. that's what made me trip out watching, uh, realizing like that Alaska had that problem because homie had to like put black sheets over his windows because it was just daytime and he had insomnia. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Robin Williams was a straight-up villain in that movie, right?
3: Like scary-ass right. villain. That was his like stretch of movies he had, dude, where he was just like pushing himself. I feel like artistically almost just not no comedic characters at all. Like the early mm-hmm. 2000 block of his career. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there's that one. And then also a uh, one hour photo too, right? He's uh, a yeah. Yeah. real dark movie. Yeah, that bad. was
3: honestly the first Robin Williams movie I had seen where he played a role where I was just kind of like blown away by I was like, holy shit, this is Robin Williams I honestly Name, yeah. kind of put him in a box at that point, And I didn't know he had that much range as a actor. Cause we were still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That, that
0: one made me feel uncomfortable where I was like, whoa. Yeah. dude, like, He did an amazing like, job. He, he, he played that character so well. It was creepy. Um, to, to brighten things up for a minute though. Um, I was going to bring this up and I should have earlier, but, um, I didn't necessarily revisit this one recently, but, uh, I gotta, I gotta bring up the that he was Popeye. Did you guys ever remember watching that?
1: Oh yeah, Yeah. That was one of the first, one of the first roles too that I remember from. It was actually during, I guess, his Mick and Morty, Mork and Mindy
0: run. (laughs) Almost said Rick and Morty. Did he say Mick? It
3: sounded like you said Mick and Morty. (laughs) Uh,
0: But yeah, that he was in that. I remember watching that with my dad and stuff, and the whole idea and uh, the the girl. Uh, I forget her name, Petunia or something. Um, his his chick. Um, oh, was, olive oil. Olive oil. Petunia. I nodded. I nodded
3: my head. <laughs> you agreed with me,
0: Dave. You gave me it's confidence. Like, yeah, totally. I was right. Petunia. Yes, yeah. He's like, <laughs> thank you for that confidence. But that uh, that was a good one, and that was an older one too. So when I brought up like the cartoons, but but that role
2: seemed to be one of his kind of breakout roles too. After uh, the, the yeah, prior show, I think that movie was almost the end of his career. At oh. yeah.
3: I was say that was a pretty Let's, big budgeted film, right? What the did just Rotten kind Tomatoes get Let's
2: look it Probably up. Probably
3: a zero. I bet you it's uh yeah. What was the other film we were just talking about that got seventeen? I'm sure that did much better than uh, uh,
4: Popeye. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've never seen him in Popeye. I I honestly didn't know until this podcast that
3: he had a Popeye movie. Dude, and he's got to be pretty young. And it didn't oh, come out like early 80s. It uh, came out in 1980. Yeah. Yeah, shit. He's looking yeah. young.
0: Uh, But it, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a, a nice 63%, my dude. Oh, oh wow. not, okay. Not what? Completely it's terrible. Jack?
3: I think maybe commercially it was just bad then.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Metacritic gave it about the same. 83% Google users liked it. So nice the, the fans... Probably a bunch of boomers, but uh, hey,
1: (laughs) right? It was good. I mean, like you're saying, Steve, uh, yeah, I watched the little biography documentary on him for the pod and yeah i mean he was doing stand-up you know obviously people thought he was funny i guess when he auditioned for the role of uh i was about to say rick and morty too (laughs) mark and mindy (laughs) it's hard dude yeah he was the only one to audition for it and they knew immediately they're like this guy this guy is who we need you know for this role and he technically was only supposed to be it was like a, a dream sequence of like one episode, but he was just such a fan favorite that they wanted to keep him around and obviously give him uh, give him his own show too as well. But That's he got cool. Popeye and people were like, well, maybe this guy's just made for TV and kind of uh, hits him up and downs. But I think we got lucky because we got him in like the bulk of our youth where he was just killing it. Oh yeah. yeah. Just to keep it going with the theme of Robin Williams,
0: there's a million movies we didn't mention. So I'm going to throw out a few and- you guys can as well, but one of the craziest ones I thought was toys. Now, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but please, and uh, it's just a weird movie, man, about like this family and this like toy company, um, and they're basically like their father dies or something, and it's kind of a fight to be like who's going to be who's going to be the leader of the toy company um but that's not even a good synopsis um have you guys
3: seen this i did when i was younger man isn't he like building a bunch of uh like war toys and stuff in it like he's and then they they have to stop him it's like a
0: battle between like there are the side of the people want to build war toys for like purpose like to fight and battle and then he's like i just want to make toys like yeah you know like i just want
3: to make toys for kids and they're like no you have to make like weapons even as a kid, I remember watching it, and I haven't watched it since I was a kid. But it was a really strange movie. Was
2: it? Was it rated R? I, I, think, I almost yeah. want to say it
3: was,
4: dude. I should go I back. Like Let it me was. look it up, dude. dude it the, was definitely a weird one. The plot I, you're describing right no. now makes me think of Small Soldiers. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's so it funny, was, dude. I remember it was seeing it as as a kid, but I I don't think I've ever watched it ever again since being a No, it's uh, spoiler alert his sister's a robot. What? Okay, sounds- now
3: it sounds like we're talking about Austin Powers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember the the cover for the movie. He's like wearing like a red hat and it's like blue sky behind him, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh the music
0: was by Hans Zimmer. you random. Wow. Only got 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's a random one that I kind of thought maybe was curious if y'all saw it. If not, I don't know where. It's not the best movie, but what? Uh, what about you guys? Fig,
3: anybody else? Um, I had a, I had a movie that I have never seen, and I wanted to know if you guys had watched it. It's, it's one that I had heard about before, but um, it's in that two, early 2000s block of one hour fo- uh, photo and in insomnia. But death to Smoochie? Did you guys ever watch that movie?
4: I I did when it first came out, but I can only remember bits and pieces at this point. Man, is it kind of dark yeah like a very like dark comedy a murder dark uh-huh. comedy like
0: Smokey really dies a,
4: a wish.com
0: brownie yeah
3: Brownies,
2: that one's rated <laughs> yeah
0: up. that one yeah yep, i
3: the, yeah, it is.
0: looking up movies i saw that and i was like same with what chris said i think i might have seen it but one and done it's it, funny because
3: I, I, I remember the title and hearing it but i never knew robin williams was in that film i've always just heard the title so when i saw it on his imdb list that should have been the one I w- uh, watched instead of Jack, I, honestly. I think he wow. plays
0: like a crazy, like, it's like a kid's show or something, but he's like really fucking like yeah. famous and he's like going crazy over and it. And it
3: looks like Smoochie is played by Edward Norton, too. Oh, shit. You know. Yeah.
0: I, I remember it sure. being a good film, but it was long, it long ago. the list. Wow. Well, that's dope. How about... Uh, Steve, you said you mentioned one you wanted to
2: throw out. Yeah, so this one's not really a Robin Williams movie, but he has a role in it, a small role. He, uh, the movie Nine Months, Nine Months with uh, Hugh Grant and Julianne Moore, and he plays Julianne Moore is pregnant, and he plays the doctor, but he's like a foreign doctor, and he just mm. mixing up all <laughs> these words, and he's really uh, just really nervous character, and it's just laugh out loud comedy. You guys gotta watch it. <laughs> Oh, oh, at first I thought it was a dark movie. When you... Saw oh no, it's it. hilarious. <laughs> I've never heard a about that. Arnold, Julianne Moore, and he's like the uh, like the Russian doctor who okay <laughs> becomes her doctor. He um, has
4: such a large library of films going back from like before we were born to early adulthood. Man, it's and a lot of them are really good. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: none of us brought up. Um, I also was going to say One Dear to Our Heart Flubber. Yep. Um, if we had not watched that, I don't know if that was a Nickelodeon based movie or or I,
3: I think that was Disney. Had nothing to do Disney with Nickelodeon. Movie, yeah. Sorry. Just I thought a, the
0: slime for some reason. I, don't I know.
3: think it was a remake of an older film uh, oh. Disney had made yeah, yeah but, uh, uh, the, a tv show Matt,
2: maybe Scientist, something with like jerry Lewis and. oh yeah
3: okay. it had a
0: very uh honey i shrunk the kids uh, uh you know he's a, a crazy scientist inventor dude um i just think like the scene of that with the uh, basketball man and they put the <laughs> yeah, flubber underneath dude. his shoes and he just has like dope like basketball skills
3: all these kids are just like jumping like 30 feet in the air <laughs> nobody nobody everyone's like all right i guess <laughs> I, I accept this yeah but like, uh, uh, this like is, play ball yeah,
0: <laughs> like uh this seems normal go for
1: yeah. it <laughs> nothing chance. to see here baby <laughs> blubber. blubber i have a random memory of watching that movie i remember i think it came out we were probably maybe like 10 years old around that age mm-hmm. but i remember getting home from school and it, i don't remember watching it in theaters but it was playing on the disney channel and i remember being really excited but like oh shit like you know, world premiere of, of flubber on TV. And I remember getting food with my family and flubber coming on and I haven't watched it probably since, but I do remember <laughs> loving that movie. Like nice. another just iconic Robin Williams role, you know, mm-hmm. at least for, for being a child. Mm-hmm.
3: I remember seeing uh flubber in the dome, man, for sure. That's where, Hell yeah, where I caught it. It's in the dome 12, baby. Mm-hmm. When we could bring food from
0: outside (laughs) there, they really wouldn't, they really wouldn't always
3: hit up the, uh, gas station right
0: there. The old JR Mm -hmm.
3: food mart, dude.
0: Um, well fig that's heartwarming as hell, man. I'm glad you brought up that family moment. If you guys don't have anything else, one more, I was going to say, and this one ultimately is like truly a beautiful movie from him and it, uh, what dreams may come, uh, with, uh, Cuba Gooding jr. I believe
4: that is a wild movie, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the rest of you guys have seen it. Spoiler alert out there, but he dies and goes to heaven and journeys to hell to save his wife. Yeah. So Pretty intense story. Is he in like purgatory Damn. or
0: something with Cuba Gooding Jr. or what was no. that?
4: Is that hell or heaven? To my knowledge, he goes to heaven, which is like a world where he can... Pretty much do whatever you want. And his kids are there and his dog's there. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is like his heaven guide yeah. to the afterlife. And then when his wife commits suicide, she goes to hell. And so he, uh, he goes to hell to save her.
3: Oh, dude. dude that looks like a crazy movie, man. Oh, such a good movie.
0: Chris, you said you you summed it up perfectly, man, to the point where I, I gotta watch it again because it is uh it's just a great movie about the afterlife, man. And it's beautiful and it and it really like has a heartwarming, like moral story to it. Um it's just a feel good all the way around, and it's not funny. It has some lighthearted moments, but it's it's like sad and beautiful. Yeah, I would definitely say it's a great
4: film mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Uh, don't forget Happy Feet, guys. My bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna bring that up for fun, but no, I was gonna bring up that his comedy at least. Um, I haven't seen it all, but it was like, reminded me almost like when you saw Bob Saget, stand up and you're like, holy shit, man, you're, like, you're, dirty. you're dirty as hell. <laughs> oh, home. yeah. Yeah, like, dude. I remember a whole bit Robin Williams doing about Viagra or something <laughs> and he had a water bottle and he mimicked coming with the water bottle and he just dragged it on and on and dumped and emptied this whole water bottle in the most Robin Williams fashion that <laughs> only Robin Williams could do something like that. Cause he dragged it on and on and on, but it was Robin Williams doing it. And you were like, Oh my God.
3: It's almost like uh, and it's almost, there was like a good era of it too, but almost like um, Jim Carrey as well. They're just such big physical actors and presence. It's like they can make something so fucking funny that isn't meant to be funny at all. Without saying any words. Like, you know what I mean? Just their expressions alone. Mm-hmm. they two of the best to ever do. Yeah, that he
0: was sure. very, if there's a term for it, just you're very animated. He was extremely good at that. Um, gone too soon, man. Even though he was here a very long time. Well, the moment has arrived then, gentlemen. All this Robin Williams talk has come down to what is your favorite Robin Williams movie? Give us some uh, dirt, some good
1: soil on why <laughs> you like him. Uh, We'll start with you, Figgy. Ooh, uh, that's a hot question, man. Like you said, we mentioned a ton of just great Robin Williams movies, but I have to stick to my guns, man. I mentioned this being one of my first memories of him, so I got to go with Hook. Even though critics may have uh, panned it pretty hard as a kid, I thought it was fucking fantastic. The overall adventure of it, you know, seeing Neverland for the first time I thought was really great. Dude, Dustin Hoffman as... Captain Hook, just overall, just a great adventure movie. And I would just have to say that probably one of my top three favorite John Williams scores is from the movie Hook. You know, Rufio, how many of us thought Rufio was like badass? <laughs> oh, right yeah, now, man. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, man, just that scene where he figures out how to fly. He busts through the treehouse and he's like dressed as Peter Pan mm. flying for the first time. So, yeah, that was just a great fucking movie to me, man. My number one for sure.
0: Damn. Yeah. You, I mean, that's it. He said what we
1: were all going to say right there. So <laughs> let's just wrap uh, it up. Yeah. I mean, do you guys have any fond memories of the movie Hook? I know we all love it. I mean, to me, the, the food fight is just
0: imagine all that food that wasn't there. And then, then they imagined it and it was so colorful um, that it was just like the best tasting food ever. And then, of course, mm-hmm. they were just throwing it at each other. They weren't even eating it. That was a really fun scene that just sticks the most in my head.
1: You're doing it, Peter. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Welcome back to Neverland, Panda Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I always
1: thought it was badass, though, when Rufio throws a coconut at him and he does this swinging move and cuts it in half. Yeah, like, yeah. Panda Man is back, Jack. Good food,
2: bag of pre-chewed
1: food, dude. Exactly, dude. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I was going to say the disses that they do are so just Mm -hmm. like, oh like they're so like oh that's a diss okay but it's like neverland
3: diss i always liked when they brought the marbles back to uh the old man Mm. he lost his marbles
2: he (laughs) lost them real good
3: Um, I always liked too that the kid that played Jack in that movie. When he got older, he was in Can't Hardly Wait, and he was like the nerd who finally
1: drank for the first time at the party. Oh, oh yeah, shit. nice. <laughs> and uh, Paradise City. <laughs> oh. yeah. Classic, classic pick, though. Yeah, that training montage scene where they throw him off the big ass slingshot. Yeah, who wouldn't have loved to fucking go there, you know, when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. i always thought it was uh really fucking sad though at the end leaving the lost boys Mm -hmm. and he cheated on his wife with uh julia
3: roberts too (laughs) (laughs) The deleted scenes bro she made the moves (laughs) bro
0: you know just (laughs) for the record guys how about mr for chris mr mr for chris (laughs) <laughs> mr christopher <laughs> is what i was gonna say that's so weird that's
3: a cool nickname dude. That could be a, like mr your for chris. name. chris yeah. yo it's mr for chris on the mic mr for chris son. that's mr. what mr. we're gonna call for... mr for christopher, christopher dude. Right.
0: write
4: that down um <laughs> what uh top top robin williams man i am gonna be like fig and go with one i mentioned earlier man but goodwill hunting it's just uh <laughs> you know i think it's maybe cliche to say but it's just a great film and his character in it, just that he went through the same things that uh, the main character did and the way they connected. And one scene that stuck out in particular to me is when he tells him the story of how he met his wife and gave up his ticket to the the World Series game and then she died of cancer later and then he didn't regret it or everything. And that kind of changes his whole perspective on life. When he hears that story and like rethinks his whole life, and then at the end of the movie, when he leaves the note and steel. Steals his line and uh, Robin Williams' character is like, stole my line, man. Like, this motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, Just a great film, man.
3: How about dim apples? (laughs) Is that what that's from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, I got a, you like apples? How about I got a number? How about dim apples or whatever? (laughs) Uh,
1: My boy's wicked smart. (laughs) I like that scene too with uh, Matt Damien where he's essentially schooling him, but he's still you know, from the streets, he's like, well, if, if you want, we could take this outside. And the guy's just like, oh, no, 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 no trouble here. That is a pretty cool fucking scene, obviously, man. He just
3: completely shuts that guy down. Did um, Ben Affleck
0: and Matt Damon write that or
1: direct that? Mm-hmm. Both write and direct it? They, there were, yeah, they wrote it. I don't believe they directed uh, I think it. they wrote it, yeah. You know, I mentioned the serial Robin Williams run for Best Supporting Actor. They won for Best Screenplay for that movie. Damn. And then they didn't work together for like 20 years or something.
3: I saw somewhere that the scene where it was like on a like a mojo list or something on YouTube, but it was top improvised scenes and films and the where he's sitting and talking to him like in his office uh, and he mentions about his like wife farting. That's a completely improvised scene. <laughs> yeah. And it like even takes Matt Damon like off. He's like, oh, but they keep acting and they both just start busting up laughing over it, dude. Like that was 100% just out That's of nowhere, awesome. I guess. It makes that scene a little cooler.
1: In a serious role, Robin Williams still making us laugh, man. Mm-hmm. Growing up watching that movie, and it's a serious, very serious movie. And we were, again, young kids, when I at least when I first saw it. I remember really enjoying that movie and just being captivated by the story of it all and of course you know like we we're mentioning Ben and Matt Damon you know killed in that movie but Robin Williams dude I just thought was the soul of that mm-hmm. whole movie it's a good reason why he won uh, the academy award for it yeah
4: when you say that fig I think it makes you realize why I like it so much because I saw it at a young age too and I think it was one of the first serious films where I really understood it and got all the themes and came out of the film like thinking like oh wow like a movie can be something that makes you think and be deeper than what it is so yeah mm-hmm. It's probably why I love it. I wonder if they wanted, like,
0: if they chose to get Robin Williams on there or if he actually auditioned or if they were like, nah, he's the guy.
1: I would imagine at that point, what was it, like, maybe 97, 98, this movie came out? Yeah, 97. Yeah. Robin Williams, they're probably like, we wrote this role for yeah. you. Hopefully he's not auditioning. He takes it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Robin Williams has reached out. He wants to be yeah. a part in this film. Okay, it he yeah, actually, uh, mission, I mean,
0: IMDb says Adam Sandler was the first <laughs> choice and he turned it down. So just playing. Like
1: shopping. Shopping.
0: It's not <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> Let's keep the ball rolling, Steve. Top Robbie Williams, man.
2: Well, in all honesty, my number one is definitely Hook, but just to toss out something new. It's either a toss-up between The Birdcage or or Aladdin. I got, but I got to go with mm. Aladdin. Nice. Just because I probably couldn't watch The Birdcage when I was, was young. Yeah, that was like an adult yeah. one, right? It's such a good movie, dude. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll go with Aladdin. Of course, I don't have to talk too much about that. Uh, this movie does not work without Robin Williams. Mm. And let's say you put another actor in there. Let's say, you know, Will Smith. It <laughs> it. And it can't even compare. I agree. Mm-hmm. That uh again, I'm keep
1: referring to that biography thing I watched on him. And again, a role made specifically for Robin Williams, the genie. And they said about 90% of the lines were improvised by Robin Williams. He just wow. went off the rails and you know had a general thing of what to say. You know, obviously <laughs> a certain scene, you know, he has to say certain things, but he pretty much just said whatever he wanted and you can tell I mean that Genie is him in real life just this you know ball of energy and just crazy like totally I just, crazy. I just imagine him
3: being like in the booth and they're like all right Robin just uh stick to the script or whatever and he just like
1: does a shitload of coke yes. and gets in there You're and just starts going it crazy. For it, never
4: had a friend, never.
1: <laughs> kind of uh reminds me of uh, the beginning of Mrs Doubtfire, Mrs. Doubtfire where, that's- where he's the bird and he's just going off the guys like dude what are you doing he's just like oh i'm just being funny i'm improvising so i'm assuming maybe similar oh, yeah
0: obviously i mean the the music i have the whole you never had a friend like me i mean we all can probably sing that pretty good right now off the top of our heads the soundtrack to aladdin is just childhood dreams right there man
2: yeah he kills it singing too right
0: yeah he's amazing oh, yeah. we all haven't talked about it but he's definitely got the pipes and he's made that clear but yet he's never necessarily he just... been known as a singer.
3: He's a very well-rounded showman, I would say. Oh you know, like it's just a genuine entertainer. Yeah. Dude, straight up. You put him in front of a live crowd, he can have mm-hmm. him you eating out of the palm of his hand, you know, put him on film, television, and mm-hmm. he just has that like magnetism, man. And that very how Fig was saying, just very animated. Like when you even though that is a true animation and it's a blue genie, like you almost see Robin. Oh Moves, yeah. It, it's
0: it's yeah. I mean, like Fig was saying, it was made for him so what's your favorite movie man
3: I'll go ahead and throw it out there there's so many men that it's hard to choose from but just I'm gonna put Mrs. Doubtfire out there Yeah, just an early yeah early film uh we've all we all saw it. it was in the day of VHS's too so like I had mentioned earlier my grandma had it we definitely owned it at my house too but I just remember watching that movie so many times and I remember the scene that always stuck out to me was when in the beginning of the movie where he's throwing the party for his uh daughter. And I was like, damn, they have a fucking petting zoo and like <laughs> all this shit, dude. And yeah, that's tight, right? And then just being so being such a young kid too, and like not truly understanding like a lot of the adult like themes of the movie, like divorce and like mm-hmm. the relationship between her and him and shit. But like it's a very deep and heavy movie, man. But he pulls off being very funny and turning it into a comedy but the whole overall overall tone of the movie is pretty somber all throughout it he just wants to be with his kids so he's turns yeah, into mrs like Doubtfire. it's, it's funny <laughs> it's
0: funny when he turns into mrs doubtfire like that's funny but the opening part of the movie is sad. And then obviously towards the end
3: when they find out that he's been doing it. And then, of course, hey, happy times. And but how, weird, how weird does it feel even still like you know it's coming, but when he gets revealed, you know, yeah. it's like one of the worst. Like, you know, feelings. it's going to
0: happen. <laughs> so that came out in 93. I was just going to say like us being that age and kind of being addressed with we love Robin Williams, but also talking about divorce and parents separating and. Issues that, I mean, shit, that was a year after Aladdin. So how old were we? We're five? we six?
1: Yeah. yeah I'd I'd say remember that it's funny you say that, Dave, that you always watched it at your grandma's house because I always watched it at my grandma's house. There was <laughs> three movies that we always watched because my grandma would babysit us like after school whatnot. It was Jurassic Park, Home Alone, mm-hmm. and Mrs. Doubtfire on VHS. <laughs> nice. Great movies. And- And it's crazy how he transformed into Mrs. Doubtfire because, of course, we know it's Robin Williams, but I almost forget that it's not just another actress playing Mrs. Doubtfire. It's Robin Williams dressed, you know, as her. So you, he just did such a great job transforming into that role and being Mm -hmm. funny, hitting, like, the deep notes of, like, you guys are talking about, like, it wasn't until I was older, I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah, it's about divorce and the mom finding a new boyfriend and, you know, really... She's like, just oh, the... so
3: over him in that movie, too. Yeah. Man. Like that, you don't. Know, I didn't pick that up dude, when I was Pierce a kid. Pierce Brosnan
1: but... is like yeah, this. She's, new... she's the villain in that movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Great A, bitch. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the kids, dude, they did a great job, too, as well, to kind of, you know, show those emotions of what their parents were going through. So, yeah. Just I loved that. Uh, I loved that every time Pierce Brosnan, the
0: boyfriend, was around them <laughs> and, and, Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire would always fuck with him in in different <laughs> ways when they were like at the pool and then all that. And then obviously when he was choking. And um, Pierce
3: Brosnan was good at like pulling off, like, was that her? Like, no, yeah, it can't have like, been be her that just like, that did Being that. respectful, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like this nice old lady. Funny, because you never want to see that kind of guy start dating your ex-wife you're like fuck man i don't have a chance to come back oh yeah he's dating Mm. this guy fucking 007 (laughs) yeah and i remember thinking that totally
3: as a kid too like oh james bond fucking 007 (laughs) well
0: if i could bring up my top robin williams movie that you all love as well uh all those i agree but the one i think really sticks out to me is jumanji for sure all of those, I agree. I would have picked Aladdin, I think, but Jumanji, man, is just another one of those movies. As a child or as a kid, that just was so dope, and it was a great oh, yeah. story throughout. Like it was cool, cool effects, the actors, all the other actors in it, not just him. Of course, the overall story in the end was really
3: nice. The CGI for the time, I remember being like blown away by it. Dude. Yeah, the
2: animals running in the streets and stuff, dude, and they, the stampedes. Yeah i say if you watch it now, I just revisited that. It's terrible. Yeah, especially <laughs> the monkeys. David the
0: monkey. Alan Greer is crazy. Yeah, David Alan Greer was awesome in that movie. I can hear him right now. Just <laughs> like the monkeys are <laughs> calling around chasing them or something.
4: That was a great movie to see when you were a kid, though, because it lets your imagination kind of run wild. Exactly. Like
3: Zathura came out after that and all these ideas, you know, just. I remember I used to always be like, damn, like. Could you imagine being that kid and being sucked into the jungle for that long until some other kids finally play the game and bring you back?
0: That was really dark, like if you thought about it, because they don't talk about it, but he does. He
1: mentions it, and you could see how grisly he is. And he's like a super
3: traumatized person
1: too. When you think about it. I remember as a kid thinking like this, that would be my worst nightmare, like for
0: sure. Oh, yeah. Well, then you get to see the stuff that came out and you're like, oh, fuck, he
1: lived he lived where all that stuff was. Yeah, crazy. Would you guys play Jumanji if it was a real game? Like all that shit, really, would happen? Would you guys dare try to play it? Hell no. I don't dude. think so, man. If The new version. Did you see
0: the new the new Jumanjis? <laughs> if I could be the Rock, uh, then yes, <laughs> I would. I will be in Jumanji.
3: That one's freaky too, though, man.
0: If I can be a Danny, if I could be Donald Glover played as the Rock. Uh, <laughs> Then, uh, yes. Isn't that who it was? Didn't he? Wasn't it wasn't Danny DeVito and Donald Glover, like, got transformed into
3: <laughs> da- uh, Danny Glover. My
1: Glover. foot, fi- Yeah, of course I'd mix it up. <laughs> well, first I was thinking you were talking about Kevin Hart. Childish Gambino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jumanji's uh, just overall great movie, too, as well, from beginning to end and all the shit that occurs. It's just one of those movies where you, it's kind of tense, you know, just... Those bugs, I remember him being stuck in the floorboards and the bugs coming toward him. Hell dude, no, no, dude. They had the, the little spiders. kid turning
3: into the monkey, dude. That used to always get me to growing up. Yeah, dude. All of it, man. And
0: of course, uh, it was funny, and it took me a while to do this, but the dude who was hunting him was his dad. That shit was freaky. But the same actor played his dad. So it was yeah. almost like a play on he had a battle with his dad and fighting with his dad, and it, the hunter was the same actor.
1: You are correct,
3: sir. That's one thing that was kind of sad in the movie, too, that I kind of remember was like how close him and his dad were, you know, and then he mm-hmm. just like up and vanished. And I remember being like, damn, that's pretty just all around sad. But it has the happy ending. I mean, in the end, you know, yeah. it's insinuated what he was able to live his whole life. Essentially, does it go back and yeah, he was they, able to live those they years? They got to
0: and- go back. And I, I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they get to go back in time and relive their life knowing
1: yeah, that's what I everything was wondering. that
3: had happened?
1: Yeah, because at the end, they see the the two little kids and they are excited to see them. And the little kids obviously don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, and it's just like, how do you know us? You know, or yeah. why do you excited to see us? That's kind
0: yeah. of weird. That's a that's bigger a plot hole right it, there. Maybe. You're like, why aren't you guys extremely wealthy now? Like uber wealthy? Well, they were pretty <laughs> yeah. wealthy. Invest in Apple, huh? Yeah. <laughs> made some good investments. They should make a side movie on that, bro. They get to go back and they're like, know everything.
3: I always thought it would have been a cool movie, but then eventually they redid the Jumanji franchise with these new films, which is kind of like the idea that I think we all had and we all wanted to see just Robin Williams, like surviving in the jungle for that long until Mm. he got called back. I always thought that was cool. (laughs) I remember
0: though, I only watched the one Jumanji remake. I didn't watch the second one, but I thought they did pay a good homage to him because they all went to basically the land where he was and they found mm-hmm. like his fort or his abandoned fort. And I think that kind of was a nice little nod it, to right, him. You it, was. Know? it was like a respectful, a respectful
1: callback to that moment. Agreed, man. Yeah. The first remake of Jumanji was a little bit funny. I, I won't lie, but <laughs> it just kind of went, way the other direction compared to the first I
3: can say it was I was shitting on it before ever seeing it and I didn't want to see it somehow I watched it and I enjoyed watching it so yeah it proved me me wrong at least
0: I think to fig to fig's defense I thought it was good but I almost was just like why why not just call it a a different movie like it was a like you could have called it a totally different movie like Zathura could have called it something else because it had a similar idea to it but it was kind of like a stretch, like, okay, Jumanji, but it's totally different than Jumanji. It's not yeah. a board game. Yeah, um, it's a video, g-
3: so video it game like, system now. Yeah.
1: A cash grab for sure. Mm-hmm. So I have okay. this question for you, fellas. You know, obviously Robin Williams passed away in 2014, but if you guys had a magic lamp and can bring it back for another movie slash sequel, what would you guys choose? Oh.
4: I want to say when he passed away that he was in talks or already filming some stage of Mrs. Doubtfire 2. What? And I really would have liked to see how they pulled that off, just what the story would have been even. How he would have been Mrs. Doubtfire again. So that would have been pretty dope. That would have been cool. They're the like- project immediately got canceled you know, upon Damn. his death, obviously, because he can't. But yeah, that would have been uh, awesome. That was a tough one. Man, I don't know. I mean, I think
0: we wouldn't need it, but if there was a continuation of hook, you know, if somehow they went back again, you know, just something. A hundred percent agreement. I was
1: going to say that too. As you,
0: oh. <laughs> but just like, you know, that definitely would have been like, what, what else came from it? You know, like now that Rufio has gone and yeah. maybe hooks not dead. Yeah. Could well, be. who do you
3: leave is the, is the new, um, that
1: uh, big boy. And was it leave? was, wasn't it? Like the butter butterball guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guy who had the marbles. It's like really,
2: Peter? What about me, Peter, <laughs> never looks Was works.
0: he like? Was he the one that said it? Oh no! Or did he join him when he crossed the line? Was he one of the first people to join him, or was it that little boy? It was the little boy. Uh, yeah. yeah either way i remember the video game this is random but if you played the video game on super nintendo you could be butter bean butter ball and just like <laughs> all up and roll down and like yeah. take
3: out
1: take out uh pirates i remember that
3: dude that's so funny yeah. that game was so much fun <laughs> i played it
1: for sega but yeah, oh, yeah so much fun dude what about you guys
0: night at the museum four i wonder they probably would still do one
3: because he was just a tiny role I know they've already we've already talked about it and they've already revitalized the franchise, but it would be cool if you could come back and they did like a very serious take on Jumanji again, dude, where for whatever reason, like somebody's playing the game and he has to play. It's like somebody he loves or something like now he has kids and. They somehow the board was drawn to them, and they played it. And he's like, "What?" And he jumps in the game or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that could be really yeah. cool, man. See yeah. Another take on a second Jumanji, Dude.
1: for sure. Especially with today's graphics, seeing those animals. I mean, at the end of Jumanji, remember it washed up on the beach, and there was like two kids walking by. So mm-hmm. maybe it could connect somehow with that. But yes, yeah, another Jumanji with you know the Robin Williams story. I think would be would be great, man. Do you think because they came out with those two right after that
0: there was probably already talks or ideas of having one and maybe involving him?
3: I think a lot of these movies, honestly, the there's probably always talks if it was a successful film or another to like do a sequel. And then I feel like it's always just shelved, man, for the most part. Because he
0: hasn't been in a lot of sequels, to my knowledge. Yeah. Happy besides like too, Aladdin and, and, and Night at the Museum. But was he in
3: the Aladdin 2? Yeah. I thought he was in all the Prince of Thieves.
1: Genie. No, actually uh, the guy who does the voice of Homer Simpson, he did the oh, voice of uh genie damn. for the other two movies. ah, uh, see that's, you know, uh, Robin Williams
0: is like, Nope.
3: Oh, it looks like he did King of
0: Thieves. Oh, did he do that one?
3: Yeah. It looks like he didn't do the second one though. Oh, oh he came okay. back for the third.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. the It's funny. You watch, you know, clips of the second one and you're like, genie sounds like Homer Simpson. he
3: did. I never knew that dude. I want to check that out now. (laughs) All
0: right. And keeping the theme of Robin Williams, I have all secretly sent you guys a quote from a famous Robin Williams movie. Ooh, sneaky, sneaky. Yes. Now it may be easy. It may be difficult. You have the option to give us your best Robin Williams impersonation. And I know it might be tricky for some, so no judgment at all. Give us your best, and we're all going to try and guess. I actually probably already know it, so I'm not going to. I'm going to randomly pick one of you. Unless one of you want to go first, give us the quote, and we have to guess what it is. If it gets challenging, then you can give us some clues.
1: All right, I'll, uh, I'll do mine in my – I'll try to do Robin Williams. Not going to be very good, though. <laughs> hey, no judgment. You don't know about real loss because it only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself. Goodwill I don't. you ever did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Damn. Flubber, <Yes, laughs> dude. Flubber.
1: Nice. <laughs> Flubber. Goodwill Hunting. Good job. I tried to sound like him, but it just was me in a slightly deeper <laughs> one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, hey. You could have done
0: it as the genie, though, bro. That would have been
4: real cool. All right. Uh,
0: who's dude. next?
4: I will uh, I could do mine. You guys are probably going to get it right away, but here it goes. I'll do my-, <laughs> do my best. Here we go. If there's love, dear, those are the ties that bind. And you'll have a family in your heart forever. All my love to you, Puppet. You're going to be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: That's from his new TV show he got.
3: Yeah. Oh man!
4: Oh
2: that's yeah, awesome. that's right, Miss, the, the show you almost got the end. You sound
3: it like it was a very admirable oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, but then it almost morphed into like a Hobbit. Yeah, I don't know like, why when I do it, I want to do like an Irish accent <laughs> yeah, or
4: something. I'm yeah. just
3: trying hard to keep that at
4: bay. What's up? Right. He doesn't do an Irish accent in the movie, but I just you uh, almost my woman like, voice wants to be international, man. You almost sounded like Kermit the Frog too, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, no, yeah. so it was very shitty impression, what so you guys were. That, talking. <laughs> uh, that was good, Steve Arena yeah. my friend.
2: Uh, Mine, I I haven't seen this movie, so I'll just try maybe what Robin Williams would say. And it's short; it's not that long. So, but he says, uh, "Ooh, I'd hug you, but your body is over there." Ooh. Aladdin? No, you, you would have seen Aladdin. So I, know, I know
3: it almost sounds like it almost sounded like it would be
2: Aladdin. Um, I just changed the voice like a like a genie style. Um, is it see. from the movie Toys? It is from toys. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um,
0: I want to say too, like I don't know if he was telling his sister that or something or what. Uh, I want to say he was like she was like part, like part of her. I robot body. did,
3: I did see toys as a kid, and it just seemed like a very strange film. But also, when Steve said it was rated R, I totally felt like it was rated R too for some reason when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, I always thought that for some reason.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't um, a that wasn't a bad take on a. Uh robin williams steve he's got it we we should have all done the
3: if should we try to do a mrs doubtfire impression really quick or no That shit was hilarious. okay Okay. that shit was hilarious chris
1: uh
0: (laughs)
2: ab do you have have a quote
0: yeah i got a couple um steve i sent you one more do you want to oh i thought we each had two no i i only sent you two because
2: they were short i think the other ones were longer Well, here's another one. I actually haven't seen this, uh, but I'll just try to do it like Robin Williams. Carpe diem, seize the day, boys, and make your lives extraordinary. Fern Gully? No. Is it
3: uh, Good Morning Vietnam? No. Dude, I know this. I
2: know this. If you just think about like Carpe Diem. Oh, um, Dead Poet Society? Yeah, that's the one. Ah, okay. We didn't talk about that movie. I know. I know.
3: That is a classic. (laughs) Captain, my captain.
2: Um, that -hmm. is.
3: I. We watched that in school, I think.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I have one, and I just sent Dave one. If you got that one, Dave, Um, mine's gonna be to live would be an awfully big adventure. <laughs> Too easy. But dude, what the fuck was my impersonation to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Instead, dude, I was just like, get it out of the way, dude. <laughs> On to you, Dave. Unless I right, send you one, unless you found another
1: uh, one. Last going, but not
0: least.
3: This
1: is
0: like Dude,
3: right, I'll b- try. I'll try my best. <laughs> you got this. Oh, to be free. Not to have to go poof. What do From you need? Bladden. Poof. What do you need?
2: yeah
1: it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> nice. hey, that wasn't Wait, bad man. that was like not too long I forgot that quote too Well, that's it hey man that was uh, that was a good some good impressions man
2: I nice right, now high. we all gotta do our Mrs. Doubtfires I'm trying to think of a, a line
1: from Mrs.
0: Doubtfire I would just say that I would I, the only one I have in my head is the hello one but do it man
1: let's hear it <laughs>
2: hello <laughs> Yeah, you've been smoking, oh, yeah. smoking some cigarettes. <laughs> has got some bronchitis.
1: So she's got some coat. She's got the COVID. Wait, wait, wait!
3: Omicron in that she's throat.
1: Got- <laughs> Try it again, man. Try it again.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> gonna sound just as bad. But
1: here we go. Hello.
2: <laughs>
3: you almost okay. sound like the Mad Hatter from Alice in
0: Wonderland. man. Well, who's the lucky second one to go? <laughs> oh, I wish I could hear myself through my headphones, but I can't. So I can just. Um,
1: mine's going to be really bad, but I'm going to do the line where he's calling his uh, ex-wife. And she's like, what is your name? He's like, my name? Didn't I give you my name? She's like, no, you didn't. he's like, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: <laughs> you sound like spanish right there like she got a little that like was accent so bad. right there dude yeah, yeah we... she's like, yeah, like a little spanish accent
2: there yeah i thought yeah i thought you're doing the one where he's pretending to be the, uh, the spanish housekeeper who doesn't speak english oh
0: like <laughs> oh in, like family guy <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> well that's
1: what i got for mrs doubtfire hey. <laughs> three three scoops three scoops
0: um that leaves chris up on the chopping block
1: Ooh, uh I, I
4: feel like I gave you guys my best effort, but I need a <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. You had the best one there is. He he, he had a quote directly from Mrs. Yeah.
1: From I my I can't think of another good quote off the top it, of my head that Steve, I can deliver well. Steve haven't
2: have hasn't given us one. Mm, mm, yeah. Steve. From my favorite scene where there's a couple where she goes, uh it's the same thing the hello starts with the hello. It's Hello. Oh forgive me, I must look like a Yeti. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, oh you got your cream and your sugar, dear. Yeah. It's a little cappuccino. Oh,
0: that whole scene, dude, is wild, man. <laughs> Just
2: crack, cracks me up, dude. Yeah. yeah.
0: That scene's great, man.
4: Oh, guys, I don't think any of us are going to have a career I haven't, as Robin Williams done impersonators. Mine. I
2: haven't done mine yet. So
4: here, I'll
1: try to <laughs> oh. do mine. Oh, let's, let's hear it, Dave.
3: As you can see, I can't stay with you, dear. I'm melting like a snow cone in Phoenix. Yes. It's the same thing, Chris. That's, God
1: that's damn it. That's the yeah, end dude. of mine, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, dude.
1: You sounded that's like uh like Dolby, the house. Kind of had a little Scottish. It was, it was pretty good,
4: but yeah, dude, I, I wanna
3: go Scottish for some reason. Yeah. I, Irish. <laughs> It was a run by fruiting. Was it Sean Connery? <laughs> Damn it, that's you're, terrible. You're that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
4: just
2: like... I'm, I'm Mrs. Dautavar. Oh, there you go. Mrs. Dautavar.
4: Our... Oh, there you go, dear.
2: <laughs> okay. oh, another one. There you go. Uh... Oh, back, back in the Isle of Ireland, dearie. Oh,
3: it. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hello. Hello! 007, if you fuck my wife, I swear to God, I will murder you.
1: <laughs> it's day. Like they, They'll never find the bodies. <laughs> They're just gradually getting worse and worse. All yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that was good.
3: Thanks for stopping by,
1: dear. All right, fellas. Those were some awesomely bad impersonations. But I would say, on that note, another great episode of Things We Dig. Until next time, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye, dear. All oh, my love, dear. <laughs>